Hey, Fidelity. How can I remember to invest every month? With the Fidelity app, you can choose a schedule and set up recurring investments in stocks and ETFs. Oh, that sounds easier than I thought. You got this. Yeah, I do. Now, where did I put my keys? You will find them where you left them. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE SIPC. You're probably already familiar with Vogue. You know, the publication that has given audiences an exclusive inside look at fashion and cultural moments for more than 100 years. You can expect no less from Vogue's podcast, The Run-Through with Vogue. Meet the influential people behind the scenes of fashion's greatest moments, from designers and creative directors to Vogue editors and the woman behind the infamous Vogue closet. Get inspired while listening to the creative processes of people like author Zadie Smith, fashion designer Tori Birch, and uh, recent star of the Super Bowl, Usher. Go beyond the pages of Vogue with The Run-Through, available wherever you get your podcasts. And then he starts singing. And the lyrics of his song are, after all that you've been through and those times you wish you knew who was on the other side of all those restless nights, we always knew it's me and you. Man, it sounds really dumb when you read it. (laughs) Time stands still for us. It's happened more than once. And every time we're holding hands and dancing in the sun, baby, time stands still for us. So just imagine that sung in his generic melody. It it sounds the same as all of his other songs. Sounds very reminiscent of his dog food jingle. (laughs) I think that might have been better. <laughs> Every time we're holding hands and dancing in the sun, baby, pick up a better bowl. <laughs> Welcome to Here to Make Friends, a HuffPost podcast about the Bachelor franchise, where we lovingly snark on The Bachelor and Bachelor-adjacent shows. Whether you love The Bachelor or love to hate it, we're here to break down every single delicious moment with you. I'm Emma Gray. And I'm Claire Fallon. Wow. I feel like I got the greatest birthday gift of my whole life from Hannah B. Guys, Emma wants you to know it's her birthday. But more importantly... Please support her. More importantly... (laughs) But more importantly... It's Hannah gave her a birthday gift. (laughs) More importantly, it's the day after the greatest Bachelorette finale in bachelorette history i mean people throw the most the greatest around a lot when it comes to this franchise even we do it from time to time this has topped every bachelorette finale i've ever seen very comfortable using superlatives oh yeah i mean to see a bachelorette pull a twist ending whether she wanted to or not is something that just doesn't happen on this show i absolutely loved it We have so much to talk about, and we are joined by one of our favorite guests, Ashley Spivey. I feel honored to be here on this episode. (laughs) Oh my God, we could not have asked for a better person to talk about this with. I'm so glad that we decided to have you come in today. This is just, this is our gift to you. It's Hannah's gift to us. We're all just just giving each other gifts. There's so much. And at the center, enjoy. The center of all of this is the true hero, Tyler. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, no, I mean, Hannah. Did we say true hottie? No, true, <laughs> true hero, Hannah B, who has undergone what I think is the most intense personal transformation of any bachelor or bachelorette. This has been Hannah's Bildungsroman. Like she is <laughs> the greatest heroine in the history of Western literature. I've never seen. 
any Bachelorette experience this kind of growth, this kind of narrative arc, like it could be a movie. It should be a movie. It should be We're a movie. We're writing this. Write, we need to write that Hallmark movie. <laughs> I have to I, admit, higher. I wasn't, I didn't think she was going to be a great Bachelorette. And my mind was completely changed over the course of the season. Yeah, I was not on the Hannah train, even halfway through the season. I was trying to be, like, fair and open to her on the podcast, but behind the scenes I was like, (laughs) man, I just, Hannah's such a tough person to watch. I don't enjoy it. I don't really like her that much. And just a few weeks later, I'm her biggest <laughs> yeah, fan. you're like could not be. Yeah, Claire has turned into a Hannah Stan. Yeah. I was always kind of on board with her, but a little mm-hmm. bit tepidly. And like, seriously, she has surpassed all of my greatest expectations. Yeah. And you know, Hannah, I'm sorry for ever uh, judging you a little harshly. Me too. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Jed said that he transformed completely into a new Ugh, person over the course no. of the season, but Hannah actually did transform yeah. <laughs> into a new person, and I I love to see it. But obviously, uh, we have to get to this episode, yes. and it was you know really directed by Chris Harrison. Obviously, <laughs> Chris has had a lot to do this season, and I think he's I think he's excited. It. Yeah, he's really he's really in there. I don't always appreciate the ways he get invo- he gets involved. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. But uh, tonight he just has a more classic, sticking with the lead through a really emotional conclusion sort of role, which he excels at. So we start in the studio with Chris, um, who tells us that we are about to watch a proposal that, in retrospect, could only be seen as cringy. <laughs> The results of massive lies and betrayal. The forces of evil, (laughs) lies, betrayal, mass destruction. I was like, are we literally talking about Trump's Twitter feed? Like, what is going on? Flipping back and forth between this and the debate must have been really overwhelming. It was very overwhelming. So Uh, many many lies. for all my crossover content. (laughs) Um, To be fair, there were probably fewer lies during the Democratic debate. For sure. True. Definitely. (laughs) Uh, which is which is a good thing. Um, so we head back to Crete. Uh, Hannah's in bed with her heavily highlighted Bible and a cup of coffee, sort of gathering herself for proposal day. Um, she is sort of meditating on her journey, which she also seems very self-aware about. Like even if yes. when we've seen people kind of evolve – or talk about evolving, they've never really matched up. They don't up. articulate Hannah, it. Hannah, like, really nails her own personal evolution in a way that I admire. And I thought that it was, yeah, I just loved what she said. I mean, she she talks about feeling really dependent previously on, on the validation of men and depending and on— And other people. And, and other people, but specifically feeling like she needed to have a man in her mm-hmm. life who would validate her worth. And I think that's something that probably a lot of women can relate to. I certainly I have was inspired. Felt I had this moment of like, why do I depend on people's validation? I need to believe in myself. I need to know what I deserve. I'm going to be different from this day forward because of <laughs> Hannah. I mean, she I was like at 24. Like, this is a great realization. Mm-hmm. I feel like I still struggle with this sometimes. So it was great to see her articulate that. Um, Do you think her coming off the Luke P situation really kind of gave her that clarity? Yeah, I think that she has pretty clearly articulated and realized that she 
allowed herself to get sucked into a really bad situation because she was so insecure and she needed someone's validation so much. And I think that must be such a kick in the pants to be like, that feeling that I have isn't just a neutral feeling. It is like hurting me. It's making me vulnerable in ways I don't need to be vulnerable. Yeah. And... And so it's sad to see what happens next, to be honest. But Uh, (laughs) she continues to learn and grow. Um, And then she says, love is the closest thing to magic. And I'm one of the lucky few to get to experience something so magical. I think a lot of people actually experience love. I think so, too. (laughs) But The Bachelor likes to inform us that most people don't get to. Like, it's always like, I can't believe I'm so lucky to be one of the only people in the world to fall in love <laughs> thanks to this show. It really doesn't happen if, if it doesn't happen on TV. Um, and now she has to choose between two very different futures. One, a terrible one built on deceit, and <laughs> one, a beautiful one with the most handsome man who's ever walked the earth. Um, Tyler and Jed are both, you know, journaling, eating fruit, all oh, the things you do I, to prepare for a proposal. I love all of the really, like, pensive, moody footage we get this episode, which they always do, but it's funny every time. Every time. Like, stare out at the sea, stare at your cup of coffee, yeah. stare off of your balcony. There are endless places Smile to stare. Smile and chuckle like you're thinking of Hannah and how cute she is. <laughs> I think I didn't mind Tyler's as much just because he's, like, so beautiful to look oh, at. Yeah. Oh, so it yeah. didn't feel as cheesy because you're just like, I want more of yeah. these. I, like, made it my screensaver. <laughs> you're like, screenshot, screenshot, screenshot. It's like that old, like, uh, 30 Rock episode where there's, like, a porn for women channel and just a handsome man <laughs> saying affirmations. That is Tyler. Like, yeah. You could just yes. put it on the background, have it there oh all the time. Tyler is that channel. Yeah, he's in like a human. In one I'm here to give human. you a back rub, girl, if you need it. Like I'm always going to support you and be your fan. <laughs> um, and I look perfect. Uh, so they go to meet Neil Lane. Uh, I read an interview uh, or a little quote from Neil Lane later where he basically is like, I was sad what happened to Tyler. He was so sweet and just gushing about his feelings for oh Hannah the whole God. time we talked. The more information we find out about Tyler, like that man, it's out of control. <laughs> is anyone not a fan? I'd like to hear from I think people. many of our husbands and boyfriends <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the only things I've seen about him, like even like from Reddit stuff is like, and then he took... A feminist theory class and was very dedicated <laughs> yeah, to the he readings. always did the reading. <laughs> I did see that he plagiarized a paper in college. And that Tyler. Was, that was a little bit that I was like, oof. But then I quickly forgot about it. I mean, <laughs> no one is worse among us thing is he's done. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Tyler meets Neil Lane first uh, in the in the montage and picks just like a huge ring with like 15 halos and says this is loud and proud just like Hannah and I was like I, okay like, I didn't I didn't love this I didn't ring. care for the ring I a preferred flaw, I preferred Jed's yeah I'm gonna say I preferred Jed's ring however let's talk about what Jed says uh he meets Neil and he says this one represents our love more just because of the oval shape <laughs> What does that mean? What does it mean? Unclear. So then he says he basically it's, means it's a circle. He says it's more of but a constant, an and we've been a constant, able to come back to where we started. And I'm like, that's not really what most people associate with an with an oval. Like, it's not like the quintessential shape of constancy. <laughs> it's a great shape. My my engagement ring is an oval. It's a lovely shape, but like he's trying a little too hard to be Mister so, Poetry here. Well, that is kind of a theme with Jed. 
It is a good ring. I think he sucks with his words. Like, well, exactly. No, he does. In struggle. That's She's the point. He's trying. <laughs> All of, everything he says is like very trite and saccharine mm, yeah. and doesn't come off as super sincere, even yeah. if he perhaps really means it. It's just, yeah. It's like, sir, try less. You can just yeah. imagine him being like, our love is an oval. <laughs> it's exactly. an oval, girl. <laughs> I could be your Mr. Rat, and it's written in the stock. Like, it's just like they're all cliche bullshit. And then sometimes he stumbles across a cliche that, like, doesn't even make sense. And you're like, you've lost the thread, <laughs> Jen. You've lost it. Um, that tripped me up so much. Just throughout the episode, I kept going back and being like, this represents our love because it's an oval. <laughs> now I can't, like, feel great about my ring anymore. Like, that's what I'm going to think about oval all the time. Oval is a great shape. <laughs> I love my oval ring. Oval is actually a preferable shape. Yeah. I thought that the ring was v- actually beautiful, and I often am not a fan of Neil Lane's designs. They're a little yeah. much. Mm-hmm. I appreciate nice. when someone picks a classic shape like an oval with just one halo, which is about, I mean, as frankly, simple my as ring has get. a halo, and I love it, so... <laughs> But it doesn't have 47 <laughs> halos, you know? Got to stop somewhere. I don't know. Um, the important thing is, does Hannah love the ring? And it seems like she does until... This was such a devastating line. We get her voiceover where she says, Jed is just as honest with me as I've been with him. I'm like, oh, they edited this so cruelly. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> she talks so much about how honest the men are with her and Jed specifically. Um But it's the morning of the proposal, and she's not feeling complete clarity. She's not 100% sure the way she wanted. So she's in her gorgeous proposal gown, clearly just a a bridal gown. I loved it. It's so beautiful. So pretty. I thought it was one of the better (sighs) finale dresses. I think all of her fashion in general has been some of the best. Yes. And some of the worst. I mean, and some of the worst, hits yeah. Hits and misses, but yes. I think overall I've been really, a I really liked her style. But yeah. this one was, it was like semi- I didn't semi- love Becca's, so. It, yeah. It yeah. was like semicircles of white lace with like sequins in the gaps, and it was just very mermaidy, like sort of evocative of the ocean, and I loved it. Um, so she's in this gown, driving to the proposal spot. She looks ill. She's shaking her head. Finally, she says, I can't do this. Can you stop the car? And then the most relatable moment I've ever seen on this show, Hannah gets out in her stilettos, walks down sort of a steeply inclined road, skids on her heels, and falls on her hands and elbows. And I was like, I've done that so many times. <laughs> I mean, walking down walking down a hill in heels. high heels is just, it's not a good combo. Just no. yesterday, I almost fell on heels that Emma can confirm are... In fact, platforms. They're platforms. They're flat. And I just stepped on them wrong and, like, twisted my ankle and almost fell oh, over. Yeah. I do that every time I wear any kind of heel. Um, it's just a risk that I take. Um, I just feel like with the fall, just in the past two episodes, it was just so clear that, like, something was trying to tell her not to do this, whether it was her getting sick on the boat, whether it was her having these feelings that morning, whether it was her literally falling when she's going down the hill. It's something was trying to tell her this is not right. Don't do it. I also just felt like it was a sign, like maybe you don't need to be engaged. Maybe if you you have this much uncertainty and this much anxiety. Yeah. 
I think there was a lot of, there's always so much pressure to do the proposal. It's clear that she was feeling like I'm not in the place that I wanted to be on proposal day. I wanted to feel sure about one person. Instead, I feel pretty sure about one person, but also like still really questioning whether it's another person. I need, I'm trying to buy more time. Yeah. (laughs) Like it's not where she wanted to be. She had a panic attack. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that this falling moment actually gets her through to the proposal because she's freaking out. She's clearly thinking to herself, like, I'm not totally sure. What am I going to do? She's panicking. And then when she falls, she instantly is sort of amused at herself while also still freaking out. But, like, it it jolts her out of that panic attack that she's having and into sort of like a look at the state I've gotten myself into self-deprecating attitude that – I think makes her feel like the way I'm freaking out is silly. And so she just gets herself up and uh, keeps going to the proposal spot. Yeah. I mean, the producer comes up, asks if she's okay, and she's like, no, but she's smiling. She's sort of laughing ruefully. She's showing him her scrape. She's like, what have I done? (laughs) Like, crazy me. I'm just going to say I hope that if I ever get engaged, I don't have a panic attack (laughs) literally like one hour before. Yeah. Well, specifically that's about why, getting engaged. That's why women are supposed to be surprised by proposals because we just can't handle it. We can't handle the anticipation. Oh, my God. I hate surprises. So everything about this sounds like a nightmare. Um, so this ends up being kind of a blip. Like she falls. She gets back up. And shows up at the proposal spot. It, that's all in the past. Like she's ready for her proposal now. Um, and... She is still upset. She's like, I don't know how to tell this person he's not enough because it's not true. And as they always say on proposal day, the man I'm breaking up with will not ex- will not see this coming. Oh. Um, they never they do. Never do. <laughs> they never do. They never do. Tyler is in the limo just like holding the ring up to the light like a jeweler. He's like, look at this. The My clarity. Precious. <laughs> um. He is the one who steps out of the limo first. Which I feel like we all just knew. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't going to be Tyler. It was too bright out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, well, then he, like, they always go up and they're like, Chris, I'm doing amazing. I'm feeling so confident. This is my future. And I'm like, do you not see how early in the day it is? I know. That's what I always think. Like, at this point, don't you know if it's not about to be sunset? Like, you're not the one. Yeah. (laughs) But... He is going to see it through. He goes up to Hannah. He takes her hands. He starts speaking. He says, from the moment I met you, you captivated my soul. I knew the man I wanted to be, but I didn't really see how I could get there. But now I know that it just took you to push me to that point. I've grown emotionally, spiritually, and in love with you. I started falling in love the first time I got to hold you and dance with you on our first date. And then Hannah says, "Finally, finally, she uh, cuts him off." I was just—I always hate when they let them. Speak I know. I was for like, too "Is long. she going to let him do the whole thing?" <laughs> I'm so glad she didn't let him get down on one knee. Me too. Um, so she just says, "Tyler." He knows, and he stops. He bites his lip. He looks away. This isn't it, he says. Oh, <gasps> just a gut punch right there. I was stabbed in the heart. His face was just, you could tell there was so much emotion behind it, but he was trying like Peter had, to be kind of stoic and just hold it in and keep it together. 
This was cinematic. Broke my heart. It Broke was my heart. Actually, cinematic. <laughs> I, I was just like, I feel like I'm watching that. My one of my favorite moments in a lot of rom coms is the pre conclusion part where the right guy like gets his heart kind of broken by the other lead, and they're gonna get back together in the end right. somehow. But like the moment where he shows his vulnerability and. And that's what Tyler was giving me. He was, like, looking stoic, but you could see the hurt. He was saying kind of the the simple but heartbreaking lines that just reveal the emotional journey he's going through. And I want this to be a rom-com. Yeah. My sadness is that Tyler is not a fictional character. <laughs> I feel like I would get to enjoy him even more if he were fictional. Yeah, he, yeah, he could be Noah Centineo. I know. To all the boys I love. I need before. a new one. That was last year. <laughs> he and I'm is like, very similar on. to him. Yeah. yeah. They even have the same sort of like monotone voice yes. going on. <laughs> yes. The sort of the casual sex appeal and the confidence. Um, so he gets very silent uh, after saying that first thing. And she says, you know, I'm so lucky to be loved by you. You've supported me. You've done everything I asked. When I said I was falling in love with you, I meant it. But I love someone else. I'm so sorry. And finally, he says, that's going to hurt, but I'm still going to be your biggest fan and rooting for you. I wish you and Jed nothing but success. Oh, God. I think it was hard, too, because you know that he really liked Jed as well. They are very good friends. I wonder what terms they're on now. Exactly. I have to wonder. Yeah. It's, I'm curious. I mean, it seemed like, the two of them and Pete and Mike and Dustin are all very close. Yeah. So. I mean, that must be so weird to like be like competing with your friend for a guy and then he wins and you're like, fair play. And then it's like, and he treated her like shit. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, well, I'm so glad that I like backed away from that situation. And gave my blessings. Um, exactly. Um, because he and Hannah have also been very friendly and like flirty on social media. He's been very supportive of her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which she brings up later. Right. So she walks him out. Uh, they hug. He gets in the SUV. Hannah cries. Tyler doesn't fully cry. He looks sort of shell-shocked in the in the SUV. Yeah, he, he tears up, but we don't get a full man cry, which was personally disappointing. <laughs> I yeah. just enjoy it. <laughs> That's really sick of me, but I, I like it. He has more of a glassy eye. In a way, I almost wonder if just, like, stuff that's going on with his dad kind of has emotionally zapped him in a Mm -hmm. way, whereas this is hurtful, but he also knows that, like, there's a lot bigger things at play. You know what I mean? He seems to know that he'll be okay. Yeah. That this is going to really hurt and really suck, and we see that kind of, as you said, like, shock on his face. Um, Yeah. But I don't I mean people handle these things differently. Yes. I found that like having gone through something much worse than a breakup made me more fall to pieces when a breakup happened because it brought up a lot of feelings of vulnerability again. Mm-hmm. Um and it seems like Tyler has also never really gone through being dumped before in this way. So you would I That's sort of was true. almost expecting more because your first time, how you don't really know yet for sure that you're going to be okay. But Tyler's very stoic. He says, it feels like a million uppercuts to the gut right now. 
I never. <laughs> wow. <laughs> a million. Just, One million. Put a finger on that. Those yeah. are the most hurtful punches to the gut. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, and he's like, I never wanted to open up. And Hannah pulled it out of me. And now it just felt so amazing to be open to those feelings. But um, but now I'm hurt. And it's. I thought it was Hannah, but it's not. You know what, Tyler? This is good for you. As a young man, you need to learn that emotions are acceptable to express. Yeah. So, like, this is this is a healthy process. Yeah. I do think he got better throughout the season about talking about his feelings. I agree. And that's, I mean, like, I genuinely think that's a healthy thing. Yeah. I think Tyler has also has also grown. Um, but no one has grown as much as Hannah. No. I just have to keep going no. back to that. <laughs> Um, back in the studio, Chris is like, I'm so sorry, everyone. I know how much you're hurting right now. <laughs> I was like, thank you, Chris. He's like, thank you. He's like, I'm so sorry for your loss collectively. <laughs> um, and Hannah sort of struggles to recover from this breakup. Um, but she does feel that she has the clarity now. She's prayed for peace in her decision. And she has it. She's ready for her happy ending. However, instead, Jed arrives. With his guitar. With his guitar. I groan. Sir. (laughs) Why? It was so bad. Instead of seeing his foot exit the limo, you see his fucking guitar. (laughs) And I was like... (laughs) Like, Jed, 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 this is not the way to ingratiate yourself with the audience. It is. It was so symbolic of the fact that Jed was literally just Mr. Guitar. Yeah. On this show. It's like he's not even here for the proposal. First and foremost, his guitar is here for the proposal. Um, Which means also like he walks up to her and she like grabs him with both hands and clings to him. And he has sort of one hand dangling with his guitar in it and can only hold her with one arm. And I was like, Jed, this is a very symbolic right very. now. You're like, I can only hold on to you with one hand. Because I must hold I on must to my guitar. I to my music. My one true love. Yes. Ugh. I can try to hold you too, but the guitar always comes first. <laughs> um, I mean, we've never seen a musician who came on the show for music get far enough to blatantly use the proposal as career advancement. I and I wish do we not never think had. that it advanced his career particularly Uh, and now we know why they haven't made it to the final or finale yeah finale Finale. (laughs) that's a fancy way to say it chris harrison likes to say the finale (laughs) so here's his speech when we met i wanted to see a light inside of you again a line he's so fucking proud of for no Mm. reason it doesn't even really make sense Like, I thought there might be darkness inside of right. me, but I hope to see a light. It just it doesn't. Ugh. It's very Luke okay. P. Um, and I wanted to know the deepest part of you, the way that you've made Ew. me feel. <laughs> it sounded vaguely sexual. Yeah. Peter knows the deepest part. All right. The way you've made me feel and the light you have inside of you. You're, Again. You're brighter than I ever could have imagined. I never could have imagined I could love someone so much this fast. And the other side is kind of unsure, but I know that I love you. And talking is hard for me sometimes, so... Obviously. And then he sort of smiles in this faux humble way and whips out his guitar. After all that you've been... And then he starts singing. And the lyrics of his song are, (laughs) After all that you've been through and those times you wish you knew who was on the other side of all those restless nights, we always knew it's me and you. Man, it sounds really dumb when you read it. (laughs) Time stands still for us. It's heaven more than once. And every time we're holding hands and dancing in the sun, baby, 
time stand still for us. So just imagine that song in his generic melody. <laughs> it, it sounds the same as all of his other songs. Sounds very reminiscent of his dog yeah. food jingle. <laughs> I think that might have been better. <laughs> Every time we're holding hands and dancing in the sun, baby, pick up a better bowl. <laughs> and then at her own proposal, Hannah applauds for Jed. She like he sets her up to be the receptive and admiring audience for his music during her proposal. The hits just never end. Like, give our girl Hannah a little respect. Like, can this not be about her? Just, like, for once? Like, everything is about Jed. So he puts his guitar down, finally. And Hannah says, I don't have a song, but I'd like to say some stuff. Um, and she, <laughs> she says, I've always prayed for my future husband. And as a little girl, I can remember sitting in my room. I never knew who I was praying for, but I was always wondering... What their life was like, what their passions were, music, as it turns out. I sometimes questioned why God has allowed things to happen in my life the way they did, the struggles and the heartbreaks I've had. There were so many times in my journey I thought it would be it, and it wasn't, and I didn't understand why. But it led me to this moment, and you. Um, This, as it turns out, is going to be another one of those things that she's wondering why it happens. Um, She says, I've been praying for this moment for a long time for you. You've supported me, loved me, challenged me, moved me. And it's made me love you so much. I love you, Jed Wyatt. This yeah. made me really, really sad. Yeah. Yeah. Because I believed, I really believed her in that moment. I think she had really, really strong feelings for him. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it's just devastating. It's devastating to know that he knew all of that and didn't even, didn't even try to come clean properly with her. Yeah. I thought, too, I was like, what didn't we get to see? Because I just didn't feel like I got any of that from him from uh, this season. Like, I don't know. I actually, I felt like they had an ease together. I felt that He got a lot he, of the walking around dates right. where I think they had a lot of time to sort of talk. Really talk mm-hmm. and, and spend time with each other in a way Although that we felt don't probably more natural. A lot of that. Yeah, that's no. what I mean. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, but I, I think, you know, with on Rachel's season, we hardly saw her speak to Brian. So true. I just, I have to assume that they did have that but time. What they and did that she felt show a us a lot with him. of was him playing music for her. Yeah. That yeah was... <laughs> really grateful for that. Thanks. I was like, don't reinforce this, Bachelor producers, please. Um, and Judd says, I have lived 25 years of my life without you. I was like, yes, reminder, he is extremely young. They are all so young. Um, he looks older than 25 to It's me. the facial hair. It's the beard. Maybe that's what it is. And I don't want to live another day of my life without you being mine. He kneels and offers her the oval ring of constancy. <laughs> she says yes. And, and she then says yes. they are so giddy. She gives him the final rose. And they just... Keep going. It's you. It's you. We're engaged. We're it's getting us. married. It's us. Jed seems Ugh. kind of well. So it's so hard not to read into every right. moment because we already know what a fuck boy he is. And so whenever he says like, "It's us," or like, "We're getting married," it's like all I can see is does he seem like really surprised and like sh- like cornered a little bit? Like we actually have to get married now. Like, yeah. I do think he genuinely likes her, but I also think that a part of him was like, I'm going to make it really far. My music career is going to benefit. Maybe I'll be, like, The Bachelor. And now he, like, has to get married. And he's like, I'm not 
I really kind of didn't really expect this to happen. Yeah. I really almost feel like, too, that he hated Luke so much that that played a lot into him wanting to make it far or at least place Mm. over Luke because – and it's the same thing that kind of happened with Ari and Becca, you know, whenever her ex came. That made Ari feel a certain way. Like, I think it's impossible not to feel that way when you're competing against other people, even though you shouldn't really be competing. But but he was. Yeah. And also, it's set up to be a competition. Right. And like, Judd clearly really bought into that. And, like, I think yes. that's partly why people responded really well to Tyler always being like, this is Hannah's journey. Like, I'm not going to worry about the other things. Because once you're worrying too much about the other guys, then you, it does become a question of, like, is he just worrying about how he stacks up and yeah, not worrying right. about his future possible marriage? And I don't think Judd was thinking about a future possible marriage. I think he was thinking, why doesn't Hannah like me more than Luke? Why isn't Hannah listening to me about Luke? I mean, we Uh, talked a lot about Hannah thinking she needs validation, but it seems that's also what, you know, what Judd was looking for. He wanted validation from her. He wants validation that his music career is is worth it. He yeah. he needs validation from everyone, and, and he gets a lot from his family. Clearly, right. so like, but he doesn't seem to have. To he does not seem to have such a great sense of self, um, yeah. and that's something that you know one can hope perhaps he he learns I will to say, dig a little deeper into. Yeah. One thing he seems genuinely to enjoy is when Hannah sings his Mister Right song to him, and he he snaps <laughs> oh. along, Mister Right. Boy, he's my Mr. Right. And he's just like, fuck he's yeah, like, my yeah. music's getting out there. It's catching on everywhere on fire. He's like about to drop another single. Mr. Right is the song of the summer. We're going to take a quick break, but when we get back, we'll have a whole lot more to say about Hannah's epic finale. If you want to bring coziness into your life, uh, and I mean, who doesn't, <laughs> turn to Barefoot Dreams, especially right now, because the brand is celebrating their 30th anniversary. With those 30 years of coziness, Barefoot Dreams celebrates being the originators of everyone's favorite Lux home blanket. There's a reason why Barefoot Dreams has been on Oprah's favorite things list six times. Dressing head-to-toe in Barefoot Dreams is the key to comfort as their collection of ultra-soft robes, loungewear, and accessories are made with premium materials. And their products make the perfect gifts, too. I would certainly love to be given something from Barefoot Dreams. I just acquired the robe, and it is like the softest robe I have ever put on my body. It's so cozy. It's so warm. It's beautiful. It has a nice drape and weight to it. I wear it whenever I have the opportunity. I just want to wear it constantly. And I think everyone should have that kind of comfort and coziness in their lives. For Love to See It with Emma and Claire listeners, you can get 15% off of your first purchase at barefootdreams.com with the code LTSI15. Don't miss out on Barefoot Dreams' soft, soothing fabrics that will bring luxury to your life. Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. 
Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. <laughs> so important. I also just know myself. I, I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party can get very stressful. And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender, I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. I am so glad that it's finally warming up. And it also means that I just want to have fun this summer and I don't want to be worrying about meal prep. And luckily, I can do something about that with Factor, especially because they have so many meal options like Protein Plus, Keto, Vegetarian, something for every diet. Their fresh, never frozen meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Make your whole day delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. I love having a few factor meals just sitting in my fridge, especially because I work from home. It's so nice to finish up a taping and not have to figure out what to cook myself. Just look in my fridge and be like, oh, in two minutes, I can be eating mushroom chicken thighs and wild rice or tomato basil chicken risotto or Santa Fe style green chili beef skillet. And they always have a nice like vegetable side. It feels well-balanced. I feel full after, and it's not a headache at all. Head to factormeals.com slash LTSI50 and use code LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code LTSI50 at factormeals.com slash LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some pretty delightful prices, too. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, high Tyler Cameron, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. Plus, they're dedicated to really thoughtful craftsmanship that honestly stands the test of time and looks good doing it. Article offers fast, affordable shipping across the U.S. and Canada. Plus, they won't leave you waiting around. You pick the delivery time and they'll send you updates every step of the way. I have long been an article girly, like every room of my house my house, my apartment, <laughs> you can see article furniture in. Most recently, we updated our balcony, you know, just in time. It's finally balcony season yes. again, finally warming up in New York. And I have been out there with my coffee, sitting in the toady beach sand dining chair, which is a great little lounger for a small space. Again, New York City apartment. And uh, it just really like elevates our deck. That and the ottoman we bought to go with it. So comfortable, so chic. 
also can withstand a whole lot of rain. So important. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. They're having their Memorial Day sale from May 13th to May 27th, which would be the perfect time to use your store credit on top of sale prices. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list, as they should, because it's very important. If that's you, then make this year the year you finally check it off your list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Wow, that is really fast. Their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning link Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. I personally used Babbel before I headed off to Paris for three weeks, and it was so helpful just kind of giving me back the basic understanding of French, allowing me to interact with people in restaurants, in shops, and, you know, just not make a total fool of myself when in a foreign country. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash LTSI. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash LTSI. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash LTSI. Rules and restrictions may apply. Before we get back to the show, do you need even more here to make friends? Check out our video series at youtube.com slash HuffPost. It's different from the podcast. Every week we highlight standout moments from each episode and award superlatives. Again, you can find us at youtube.com slash HuffPost or at HuffPost.com. And now back to the show. So back in the studio, Chris is like, Hannah thinks she's found her happy ending. But she hasn't. He's promised her a life full of love and trust, and he's sealed it with a song. Pause for laughter. Everyone laughs. Mm. Unfortunately, that's not what happened next. And Jed, says Chris, is about to face the music. Oh, man, he loved delivering that line so much. (laughs) So we cut back to some footage of Jed and Hannah. It seems like mostly from the first... From in Greece, they get to hang out for a few days and kind of enjoy being right, engaged. She, she said she Maybe finds, out, happy she finds out about five weeks after they mm-hmm. got engaged, um, which means that probably they've had one or two happy yeah. couples by then. Probably some happy couple footage, but it seems yeah. like a lot of it is from Greece. Because they get, I think, a few days yes, in Greece exactly. after filming. That's what mm-hmm. I uh, yeah, was yeah. saying. Um, so they, they're like, oh, my God, we're actually engaged. Like, she's like, I'm going to be Mrs. Wyatt. And Jed sort of flinches. <laughs> like, he's like, oh, right, you're going to be Mrs. Wyatt. Um, and we get a voiceover from Hannah saying, you know, I thought this was it. He was so real with me. That's what I always wanted. We see them playing little, like, hand clapping games they and seem, dancing around together. They seem genuinely sweet together. Just, like, it two kids, really two crazy kids. I mean, they are 25. <laughs> <laughs> but also they they 
like they seem to have something genuine between them and that's what makes the whole thing so genuinely sad i think that jed's a a like he's a foil for hannah because she brings a lot of silliness and play and he's like willing to go along with it yeah i don't see him driving a lot of it because he does he seems like kind of like a monotone person to me actually um but he's like if hannah wants to like sing and dance around like i'm gonna participate so here we go um and then we cut back to los angeles hannah's in a living room sort of area in casual wear looking very somber and this is when we find out that the second night after they got engaged he told her about his ex Haley but he just said like I was hanging out with a girl before the show and she asked when like when did you end it and he finally says a week before going on she's like so you broke it off and he's like yes and she's like all right like I can't expect these guys to be like celibate for six months in advance like at least he told me moving on. And then the People magazine story happened. And it seems like she got a heads up about the story before it went up. Mm-hmm. And she went back to Jed and he told her a bit more, but still didn't come completely clean. Right. And then she read the People story. And like that is what makes this so bad is that Jed handled at every moment just. Things in the most selfish way he could. And that's what's so insane about it. Like, you're engaged to this woman. If you're going to tell her about Haley, tell the whole thing. Right. You have to give her the information. And it's out of your hands. You did the thing. Yeah. I kept thinking about when her parents asked Tyler how he would handle it if he did something that he knew Hannah wouldn't like. Like, would he come to her with it? And I was like... Should have been grilling Jed about that instead of his like financial future. You should have been like, by the way, if you ever would fucked you up, honest? would you be honest with our daughter? It seems like that Jed, if, if Jed had gotten that line of questioning, I think we would have seen it because it would have been such excellent foreshadowing. And also, how did it not go through his head that you have a public engagement? Like yeah. everything right, this is, gonna is come going out. to come out. And he was also, just counting on Haley to not say anything, which is an insane it's thing insane to do. insane given that he never even had a conversation with her in which he said, hey, I need you to know that this is really over. I'm in love with this other woman. Like, I'm sorry that I hurt you. Yeah. Yeah. He it, didn't talk to her. Yeah. I think that's one thing I do wish production would do more of. And I know that they do have someone meet with you and kind of explain to you whatever your skeletons are. They'll come out. But really just scare the crap out of everyone and saying that if there are things you are not telling us, it will definitely come out. And it's not just going to affect you. It's going to affect your family. All I could think about during the whole thing was Jed's family. And I know that they've gotten a lot of hate and people are saying things to them. It's horrible. It is. And it it sucks that they have to go through it too. But that's what contestants need to be more aware of is Mm -hmm. that it's not just going to ruin your life. It's going to ruin your family's life too. Yeah. And that just shows that in every step Jed was making, he wasn't thinking about anyone but himself. And that type of person is not ready for a relationship. It was like, honestly, the way that he talked about Luke is crazy, considering I've never actually seen someone handle the show in a more like blatantly narcissistic way. Like the way that, well, we'll get into the way he talks about (laughs) his, his ex. But so 
Hannah is waiting for Jed to arrive. To I think they're going to have their first conversation since she read the People article yes. uh, in person, their first in-person conversation. So Jed arrives, gives a little knock on the door. You can tell he's sort of trying to feel it out. Like, how mad yes. is she? And she... He's like, maybe if I just seem really warm and loving and positive, it won't be that bad. <laughs> but she just has, like, a dead face to him. Yeah. He says... You know, I missed you. She does not respond. Yeah. She just turns around, walks down, and basically is like, okay, we're going to have a talk yeah. now. She's like, I don't even know where to start. Um, and then she's like, why did you wait to let me find out what happened through People Magazine? Also, people, the People Magazine is just, it's like, t- lying open to <laughs> the article <laughs> on a table. The camera's zooming Beautifully in. Beautifully oh, incredible. Jed really starts off this conversation in the wrong way. He and says, then he continues it, by the way. In, in, the, in the wrong way. Oh, yeah. There's there's many mistakes. But he says there's two very different views of what actually happened, which, no. Yeah. I mean, the thing that Je- the Jed's line that he's taking is, my relationship, uh, there's a, a way that she felt about it that was based on what was happening in the real world and things that I did and, and things that she did. And there was the way I felt about it. And there was the way that the relationship felt to me in my mind. And yeah. I didn't communicate that to her or behave in a way that reflected that. But in my mind, that's what was in, going on. In my on. mind, like, we weren't boyfriend and girlfriend. We weren't even really dating. I didn't actually love her. And I ended the relationship. And yet... None of that was none of that was yeah. commun- none of that existed in the public domain. Um, he's like, I met this girl in late October. When I met her, I was very single. I was just like being young with friends, hanging out, and I didn't feel like it was exclusive. Men, like, please. I'm sorry. You don't get to just base exclusivity or a relationship like on your just inner your feeling, internal feelings. You need yeah. to actually. Have a fucking conversation. Oh with my someone. god! Did you guys read that story in the cut this week about the professor who got like yes. caught up in this weird like scam? Yes, I did. Um, no. So basically, he Incredible. like he lived with his ex wife. They had children together and like had had children since divorcing and like were in a partnership. And he meets this young, charming woman who wants to hook up with him. And he's like, well, my wife, you know, it's just sort of like a don't ask, don't tell thing. And then they ask the wife and. She's like, that is absolutely not true. Like, it's just in his mind they had an open relationship. And in reality, they did not have an open relationship. Like, how do men do this? Like, it's like they think that nothing exists outside of their brain. And Jed thinks that whatever was happening and what he wanted in his brain is what the relationship was. You can't feel like it's exclusive. You have to tell her, I don't want to be exclusive. I'm young. I want to keep seeing other people. And look, if you are spending a lot of time with someone, going on multiple trips with them and telling them you love them, they might assume that you're in a relationship. I'm pretty sure that a family would not buy a trip for their daughter's very casual non-exclusive boyfriend right. for his birthday. Like that like, should have been a little hint to him maybe that she thinks it's exclusive. Right, he could have said, "Hey, I feel like we haven't had an explicit conversation and things are getting a little more serious than I want them to. You are allowed to define the terms of your own relationship and you are allowed to not be on the same page as someone that you are involved with. 
But you have to say that. Like, the not communicating is what makes you the bad dude. Right. Not yeah. the feelings. Well, and also, if you're telling someone that you love them, that's the opposite. Oh, yeah. Not it gets worse, worse and worse. Well, he was just a worse little and drunk and then said it five more times yeah, yeah. when he was very sober. I mean, this is the thing. <laughs> Hannah has to—he forces Hannah to, like, cross-examine him throughout this because he's not still not being upfront. Like, she, he's saying— She even says, he's, be blunt. Right. right. And he's saying, like, oh, I didn't feel like it was exclusive. And Hannah's like, okay, so you were dating other girls? And he's like, yeah. And she's like— did you tell them what was going on? Did you tell her what was going on? And he's like, well, I don't know. I was just mostly spending time with her, but there were other girls. We hung out a few times. And Hannah's like, what does that even mean? And he's like, well, we went to some friends' things together. We went to dinner together, and then we slept together after dinner. And she came to my house, and we watched a movie. And Hannah's like, and then you slept together? And he's like, probably. What like, the what? fuck does that mean? I think it means that they spent a lot of time together and he can't even recall every time they slept together. Yeah. Right. Which would make sense because he was dating this woman. Yeah. That's the thing. He keeps being like, we hung out once or twice. And then she's like, and did you hang out more after that? And he's like, yes. Like <laughs> He's like, it, significantly more. <laughs> we hung out that one time and then all the times after that that I'm not going to bring Four up months. until you force me. Um, and then he's like, and then, yes, we went to Gatlinburg and stayed in a cabin together. And she's like, alone? And he's like, yeah. Yes. I got the cabin for free. Why is he getting all these what, free what vacations? What did that have to do with anything? It, it is completely irrelevant. <laughs> He's literally like, I didn't, like, don't worry. I didn't pay to take this girl on a vacation. It doesn't count because it was a gift. That's not how any that of this works. That makes it worse. Right. <laughs> Cheap I'm piece of so shit. I'm so confused. So, like, if I get something for free... And I invite someone. Right. It means nothing. If I yep. get a free trip, I'm asking Tyler to go with me. My husband <laughs> cannot complain. It is a free trip. If you get a free trip, you have to bring someone. Right. <laughs> and like, and they can't expect anything from you. Exactly. Based on that. And no one else can, you know, think that it, that meant anything. Nope. Yeah. Um, so Chad has some very interesting rules when it comes to his, you know, inner feelings and relationships. So they're on this trip and he's like, well, OK, so we were close to my parents because we were in Gatlinburg. We just and like popped by. They wanted me to come say hi. And I was like, so they knew about this girl? Like they wanted to meet her? Like what's the de- Also, you couldn't just be like, I don't feel ready to like introduce this girl to you. He clearly allows both his parents and this girl to feel like this is a meeting the parent situation. But in his heart, it wasn't. Which is why his parents were acting like that. Which Hannah even <laughs> says. She's very, she is very insightful. She's like, oh, I get why your parents were so weird now. Yes. I get it. And then she's like, so then my birthday rolled around and like, no one's ever thrown me a surprise party before, and she threw me a surprise. Like, every, at every step, it's like someone was being so nice to me, and, like, I was getting free stuff to do with her. Like, and it just how can you expect nice. me to have set clear boundaries when I could have kept getting nice stuff instead? I love that Hannah looks so incredulous, and she just keeps saying things like, you don't call this dating? Right. What? Right. He's like, she threw this huge party for me, and then her parents gave us a vacation to the Bahamas for my birthday. <laughs> That would be over her birthday. So now he's going to the Bahamas to celebrate her birthday on a trip given to him by her parents. But they're definitely not in any sort of relationship. Not at all. They're no. just hanging out very mm-hmm. casually in the Bahamas <laughs> after months <laughs> of seeing each other very frequently. And then he's like, around this time I got asked about doing the show. And I was like, what an opportunity. So he told the girl about it, Haley. And he's like, she was sad but also like excited for me to have this opportunity and he, he was seemed like to think he, that this 
that him mentioning interest in a dating show was essentially him indicating to her very clearly that they were not serious. Right. Like, he was like, I was thrown off because I thought it was illogical to be interested in dating someone who was interested in a dating show. And Hannah's like, well, I saw the text. You kept telling her it was just for your music, so that's probably why. And he's right. like, yes, I did do that. <laughs> like, he's like, what a weirdo that she thought that she should date someone who's going on a dating show. And meanwhile, he's saying, it's not about the dating, baby. Like, it's all you, and I'm just going on to promote my music. What a crazy girl that she believes I'm just going on for my music. Like, where'd she get that idea? This oh. is why dating men really sucks in yeah. your 20s. Well, and I think, <laughs> because too, of people like this. Think about the fact that he was, well, as far as we know, being honest with Haley and saying, I'm trying out for this reality show. Please don't put up pictures of us on social media because I'm trying out for this reality show, which is kind of the opposite of what he was doing with Hannah. He was being honest about this whole thing, and it was just awful. And the fact that she even put up with that sucks for her. It sucks. And like the <laughs> thing is that he ended up being dishonest with both of them right? because he, he was sort of honest with Haley that he was going on to promote his music, but ultimately was deceitful to her about whether their relationship was continuing, which is kind of a big deal. And then with Hannah, he is sort of honest also that he came on for music, but ends up being deceitful about this other relationship. Um, Hannah is livid. She's not buying any of this, and she shouldn't. I I think after Luke, her her BS detector has really improved. Um... And Jed is like, so we were on the beach on vacation talking about this, and she was, like, emotional, and I felt bad, and I'd been drinking, so I said, I love you, and it was a mistake. And Hannah's like, that was selfish. That was selfish to her. It was selfish to me. And he's like, yes, it was. And also, he's like, also, I did maybe say it a few more times, but, like, just that one time. He was like, I said it one time, and she's like, did you say it more after that? And he was like, yes, yes, I did. That's not what saying it one time uh, means. I don't think Jed understands what words mean. He can't count, obviously. He doesn't <laughs> like, know what oval is one time and count. all the other times. Like, when I just hung out with her one time and then 25 more times. Like, just the one and then the more. The good thing is that neither words nor counting matter very much in a musical career. <laughs> Um, so he says, you know, after I landed in L.A. to film the show, that was goodbye for me. That was closure. In my heart. In my heart. And she's like, how was it a goodbye? Like, I saw the text where you were like, I'll, I love you, 444, which what does that even mean? Who knows? What does that mean? Is that? I don't know. Um, and Jed says, it wasn't a verbal goodbye. <laughs> what do you think a goodbye means, sir? Is this what men <laughs> think? They're like, I didn't ghost her. I just like. Said thought, goodbye in my heart. I thought to her goodbye, and I didn't <laughs> say it to her or communicate it to her in any way. But, it, like, ghosting her would be like if I didn't think goodbye This is what myself. I believe every man that ghosted me had, was thinking. Like, I just communicated with her in my heart that I never want to see her again and then acted accordingly. It seems like relationships exist at very different areas of his body. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Which I've never heard someone explain it like that, but... Yeah. Wow. No, the relationship exists only within. It's so solipsistic. He's like, is there a world outside of me? Like, this is all a simulation. The minute I decide something has happened within the cone of my personal bubble, 
that's the reality. It's very confusing that people continue to experience other realities outside of me. Imagine getting to 25 and not realizing that your actions impact other people. It's just it's so incredibly depressing to watch this. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I I don't think Jed is an evil person. I think he's just incredibly selfish. I think he's a really shitty person. I think he's incredibly, incredibly selfish. And well, because also he was he's not alone in acting like this. That's what I think is, is so infuriating and depressing about watching it is like. Jed isn't some great exception. Yeah, maybe he did it more publicly and, like, more stupidly than a lot of people. But I've experienced shit like this. I'm sure a lot of women have. He's a very relatable villain. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, the way, too, that he just very casually was like, oh, yeah, I was basically cheating on this woman. And, like, that's actually an excuse for me. Like, that makes me look better to point out that I was fucking around on her. So it's okay. And Hannah's like... You know that we're engaged now, right? Like, how does this make me feel about how loyal you are? Like, you don't even seem to realize that your partner should be informed when you fuck someone else. Like, she, like, how is she supposed to be taking that in? It's like it doesn't hasn't occurred to him. Um, and so he's like, you know, I hadn't met you yet, so I was just tossing around these three really important words I didn't understand yet before I met you. And Hannah's like, no, you also, like, slept with her the night before you left. You know, like, it's humiliating. This is affecting everyone. My family is getting messages about this. I'm getting messages about you having two girls in your apartment the night after I visited you in Nashville. And he says, I didn't even know who they were. And she says, well, you threw them in a pool. And he says, I did. (laughs) (laughs) So clearly he just went right back to his – and she – also points out clearly something that she decided to let go, but now it seems like a bigger deal that she asked how what he told his friends about the fact that they're engaged. Like, how did he tell them? And he said, I told them that I won. <sighs> and that's just like the worst fear as the bachelorette is that he just wanted to win. Right. Also, I will say that Kate Coyne, who is the editorial director of People, tweeted, there were photos and reports from multiple other women talking about how he partied with them post-engagement and in no way acted like a man in love or devoted to someone else. And yes, his choice of words was that he, quote, won the show. Wow. Like, Ugh. that's gross. It's gross. And she she's like, you know, that all reflects on me. It affects our families. And, you know, she's like, I was doing everything to prepare myself to be engaged and now you know i'm i've been betrayed like how could you be ready to be engaged you were just using me for your career like clearly your lifestyle was not the lifestyle of someone who's ready for an engagement he just went right back to it he just went back and started like partying with a bunch of random women yeah i felt bad for her when she said that ever since they went back to their normal lives that Things had not been great between them. Yeah. And then I was just like, oh, what else was she getting from him? Like, how how was he acting? Like, I wish, oh, just I wish know. better for her. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I get the sense that at minimum that she was getting word for a while that he was not behaving like he was committed to her. Kate Coyne also tweeted, 
Um, a key sentence most didn't pick up during the breakup. Hannah said that even prior to the cheating bombshell, things weren't good. What did she mean? Yeah, we'll tell you. Hint, apparently old Jed had an ego that needed to be validated a lot. I mean, I'm shocked. (laughs) Shocking. A man who carries his guitar around with him at all times needs his ego to be validated. Who would have thought? I was listening to After Buzz and they brought up that Jed seems to enjoy the process of falling in love because he enjoys watching someone fall in love with him. And kind of, and I think that's accurate. I think that we felt like he had real feelings for Hannah. And I think a big part of that is just that he loves being loved and loves being admired. And having someone fall in love with you is such a huge ego boost. It is. And once it's kind of over and she's long distance and there are other girls around who are going to give you that, why would you worry? Validation elsewhere. Exactly. I could see him getting upset about how well received Tyler was, too. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, although I think they're friends. I wonder what that's like now. Mm. Um, so Jed is trying to do damage control more directly now. He's like, you're everything I've wanted and needed in a woman. I mean that. I know that this stuff is happening, this crazy stuff that's making it seem like that's not true. But I I do. And then he starts sort of asking her to give him a roadmap to recovery. He's like, tell me what you want from me. Tell me where you want me to grow. What do you think I'm lacking? And I was like, Jed, if that's not obvious to you by now, there is absolutely no hope at all, which, like, there really shouldn't be anyway. But, like, we've just been talking – like, you've been revealing all your shortcomings to her, and it seems like you don't even know what they are still. Um, And Hannah's like, how about honesty? Start there. Yeah, like, pretty basic. And also, like, remember when Scott, like, got kicked out for having a girlfriend right before coming on the show? Like, did it not cross your mind to say something? And he's like, in my mind, I didn't have a girlfriend. Whatever, Jed. Just in his heart. But basically, he's just like, I was afraid of losing you. A nightmare of a man. I was afraid that I wasn't going to get to keep you. And then he's like, I don't want to cry on camera. Tough shit. It didn't look like he was ever going to. It seemed like he was, like, pressing his eyes really hard, (laughs) hoping that those tears would come, and they just didn't. Yeah, I don't know. Well, because then also I don't want to cry on camera is not the thing to say to your fiancé in this situation. So not very strategic. Um, And he's like, you know, I learned so much about myself on the show. I grew into a, a new man, like the man that you wanted. And then afterwards I went back to, to that life um, that I had before. And it's like, so you didn't really grow into a new person like if you just went right back to being right. in a person. vacuum you feel that you behaved better because there was no opportunity to behave worse right yeah <laughs> like that's not actual growth no yeah and he's like you know you you made me want to be a better person and hannah says the best way to do that is to be honest about your past because your past was actually our present and future it's here it doesn't go away and I feel like this experience has been taken away from me because I was being told half-truths. And she she didn't have all that information that she should have had to make her decision. And he's like, I see that now. I was letting myself dwell in a lifestyle that was hurting me and other people. This is just like vintage Luke P. <laughs> I was like, you could be quoting Luke P right now. Um, and he's like, I'm sorry. I want to spend a life with you. I wasn't lying about that. I'm I'm want to be better for you I want to be someone you're proud of but I think it's too late Hannah takes off her ring and says this isn't what I said yes to Woo! she puts it on the table crowd goes wild 
Um, and he's like, you know, the person I became on the show was who you wanted because clearly you said yes. And I was like, Jed, oh, no. that's oh, not going to work. Now he's trying to like logic her into staying with him. Like you Again, said yes. A so. thing. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, it hasn't been good since then, since I said yes. And Jed says, you deserve to be mad at me and I'm sorry. Like he's setting the parameters for how she's allowed to react. Like thanks for the permission. Right. Yeah. He doesn't need to grant any woman permission for her anger. No. Yeah. And she's like, no, I also deserve to not know if I want this anymore. And this is when we cut to the studio. We don't get the the full breakup in the original conversation. A little cliffhanger. How did the conversation end? Are they still together? Hannah comes on stage. Looking gorgeous. Hot pink oh, dress. Yeah. They really, really saved a killer fashion moment. Mm -hmm. I always want them to pull back a little on the around the eye eyeliner with her, but otherwise, absolutely flawless. I like that her earrings were like daggers. (laughs) Very symbolic. She came to slay. So she is pageant queen smiling her way through this whole segment. Um, She's clearly trying to smile like so hard that the tears can't come out, but she's still really emotional. Um. And she recaps sort of how this revelation came about. Um, she mentions that the People article, she got a heads up about it before they had a happy couple weekend. So they talked about it on that weekend. But then she read it after he went home. So that was the last time they'd talked in person. Um, and she was like, it's really sad to have to circle things in an article to text them to your fiancé. And, and ask him to account for them, basically. And Chris asks where their relationship is, and she says, I'm not with Jed anymore. The engagement's over. We're not together. That's not what I said yes to. And the crowd is cheering <laughs> so hard. And I was like, yes, we... You, you get what they're going for, but right. it's just not quite her. the right vibe. No. Poor Hannah. It's like, I'm heartbroken, and everyone is applauding. Um, And Chris says, I'm sorry. Um, And... She uh, basically just says, you know, like, this isn't what I wanted. This, you know, I I want a, a love built on truth. And I know that I deserve better. Yes, and she does. she does. So finally, Jed comes out, and it was... Apparently, <laughs> the, the final tepid. breakup was over the phone. Like, it seems like they didn't yeah. fully... Because Chris says, you broke up over the phone, you're finally face-to-face. So I guess they didn't fully cut the knot I guess she ended the engagement but not the relationship on camera and then ended the relationship so Jed comes out I think one or two people (laughs) I think the audience was very (laughs) unsure what to do they're like "Uh, do we I think a couple people were like oh someone comes out we clap and then they were like oh no one else is clapping (laughs) so I'm done so Uh, Jed you know basically just eats shit during this which what else could he do? Judd was more prepared than Luke P for his moment in the Certainly. hot seat. He seemed – he at least gave off the vibe of being humbled in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Luke just couldn't even get there. No. He couldn't even feign it. How did you guys feel about his – he gives a – he starts out with a speech you know, apologizing and saying, in hindsight, I realize even more – how lacking I was and how I ruined what what we found together and I'm sorry for how it's hurt you and everyone Um, I'm responsible for it I'll own up to it all day and 
I never thought that I would meet the person I want to spend my life with on this show. I wish I would have known more about it when I showed up, which what does that mean? He knew it was a dating show. That was a weird line. But I didn't. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, What did you guys think about this? Did you buy it? The words were coming out of his mouth. (laughs) I don't know if he meant them. How can you know what's in someone's heart? Yeah, right. Exactly. Especially (laughs) Jess. You never know. It would be wrong of us to say. Yeah. But I I do think, what else could he really say? At this point, he's not, it's very clear he's not in a place to be with Hannah or probably anyone else. At the same time, one can hope that he would learn and grow from this. Like, I, I think that it's not like someone, people who are shitty in relationships can go on to be not shitty in relationships. Um, and <laughs> I hope that for Jed. Like, does that make sense? You know, yeah. I, I don't yeah. think, I, I wasn't feeling particularly sympathetic for him. But at the same time, people do fuck up in big and small ways. And I don't think that Hannah needs to give him another second of her time. But I do hope that Jed can learn and reflect and treat other people with more respect in the future. Yeah. I think he's just not great at emoting. Like, I just didn't see any of that from him, which I think that makes it hard to hear the words coming out. And because you don't see those emotions on his face or in his actions. And he shattered trust with everyone, with the audience. So it's, it's hard to kind of excuse that even if he says the right thing. He's not a big emoter. I don't think I saw a lot of openly expressed joy when he got engaged. Mm -hmm. I didn't see a lot of openly expressed sadness when things (laughs) fell apart. He kind of stays on the same plane. He pours his emotion into his art, which is songwriting and music. (laughs) And that's the only way he can really express himself. And I think they should have let him apologize in song. Oh, man. Missed opportunity. I could have been your Mr. (laughs) Wright. Girl, but I fucked it up. Great girl. Um, I mean, the thing also is that I want to give Jed and everyone the chance to improve, but he was just so thoroughly caught that it's like at no point did he take the initiative to handle this like a man or an adult, I should say. He just waited until everything came out and he couldn't hide any of it. And then he was like, I'm sorry. Like, I was going to try to lie about it until it became absolutely impossible, and now I'm really sorry, uh, which is not promising. Um, And Chris asks Hannah what's on her mind, and she says she appreciates the apology, and she knows it hasn't been easy for him either. Um, She knows the critics can be tough. Um, What you did was wrong, but I did fall in love with you. I know that person is in there. Shades of Luke P. again. Um, and she hopes that he'll be honest and grow into the man she believes he can be in the future for someone else. She was being very generous. Very. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's hard. She clearly loved him a lot and is still grieving this. Fair enough. Um, and to, to just have to sit up there and, and be like. To just have to sit so, up there in front of all of these people yeah, in general. And have this conversation and have to be the one like saying it's over when she clearly, again and again, when she clearly is still grieving the fact that it's over, is tough. Um, Chris asks how Jed feels about Hannah, and he says the same as when he proposed. He never fathomed falling in love to that depth on the show, like on the show or anywhere to think about being married. 
even discussing marriage. He never fathomed that. Yikes. Before he went on a dating Jed. show with the end goal of marriage. I mean, I know he's young, but 25 is not that young. But you can't even <laughs> fathom discussing marriage with someone. Um, and he, you know, he can't change the past, but he will always be in love with her. Okay. It doesn't matter what he says, because in his heart, he probably feels something different, <laughs> and that's the truth. Um, Chris asks for Hannah's feelings, and she says, I'm not trying to punish him, but my feelings have changed. And when that trust was broken, my feelings were broken. I don't love him like that anymore. Um, people start to clap, and she's like, no, please, it's not something to clap about. It's really sad. I'm, I was really glad that she said that. Me too. Yeah. Although I have to say, I kind of think that a breakup happening on national TV while is not my idea of a good time. <laughs> it must be great to, like, have producers there as a support system, mm-hmm. have, like, all of America telling you that you're doing the right thing, like, when you kick someone's oh, ass yeah. to the curve. Very like, affirming. Yeah. Yes. Very, very affirming. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, for, for anyone who's been in a position of dumping someone where it's very emotional and conflicted, and they can sometimes, like, sort of worm back in. Mm-hmm. Like, if everyone's applauding and being like, get rid of Jeff, yeah. like, you're not going to weaken. You're <laughs> exactly. going to be like, oh, I am right. <laughs> um, and uh, final word goes to Jed. And he's like, I love, the same shit. I love you. I'm sorry my your, that your feelings have changed due to my actions. <laughs> and I was like, last minute save there. Yeah. Um, and he's like, I'm always going to be there for you. Uh and Hannah's alone in the hot seat, and she's like, I'm so proud of myself. I realized I want a husband, but I don't need one, and I'm, like, hella strong. I and love that. Like, I love that, too. <laughs> We're so proud of Hannah. So I'm guys. so proud of Hannah, and it's yes. true. It's it's She really articulates, you know, what I think is a really healthy mindset about re- romantic relationships. This is something that I might desire, and I can say that and acknowledge it, but it's not something that I need. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. And I just have a feeling that her future relationships will really benefit from this. I agree. Chris is proud of her, too. Everyone's uh, proud of Hannah. But, Hannah's our girl. But one man has not yet been acknowledged. He I says, think we know He's been overshadowed. And Which I was like, I don't know anyone has, has ever overshadowed, overshadowed Tyler. Tyler is extremely tall. He Tyler, literally cast the shadow on everyone around him. <laughs> Tyler is always on my mind. Tyler is forever taped up in the the high school locker of my mind like his image is there (laughs) waiting whether it's like slightly in the background or right in front of my eyes I'm thinking about Tyler and I know a lot of people feel the same way um including Hannah who brightens up (laughs) oh that smile um and she's like I've really been grieving this relationship and everyone's like oh boy what's gonna happen and Chris is like, how will it be to see him again? And Hannah's face almost splits in two. <laughs> she is smiling so hard. She's I like, think we all were. Yeah. I was we like, like ah! bring the hot dude out. <laughs> we all want to get back together with Tyler now. <laughs> um, she's like, those feelings just don't go away. And everyone's like, ooh. And she's like, what? And Chris is like, Hannah. And she says, Chris. <laughs> And I was like, this is like seventh grade lunch table demeanor. I loved it. I was giggling (laughs) and getting all of like bashful on my couch. Yeah. This, this, the best parts of this season, I mean, there's been a lot of dark stuff on the season, but the best parts have had a very middle school dating tenor. 
Um, and that's what we're getting into here. So Tyler comes out, gives Hannah a hug. They're both, as Tyler would say, cheesing hard. And Chris is like, I feel like I should just leave. And Hannah giggles. <laughs> <laughs> there was so much giggling. I was like, so keep much. it together, girl. Um, so what's interesting to me is that often we see this with Peter. We even see it with Jed. The person comes out into the hot seat and they're asked if they still have feelings for the lead. And they will say either like, you know, I've I've I will always like love you. That breakup was really hard, but I've sort of I've been moving on and I feel really good. Or they'll say like, you know, I'm still struggling. Like I I still it's hard to it's hard to let go of what we had. Tyler doesn't really get this moment. Mm-hmm. No one asked Tyler how he feels about <laughs> Hannah. No. Um, which maybe would have been a good thing, a good thing to do. The important right. thing is how everyone else feels about him. Right. Right. Which we have to talk about how loudly everyone cheered when Losing he came out. Minds. Chris compares it to the Beatles. <laughs> it really was like that. I feel <laughs> about Tyler the way that people felt about the Beatles, for sure. <laughs> um, and to know that unlike the Beatles, or at least several important members of the Beatles, he's nice to women is... Yes. Oh, it just feels so good. Um, and he's like, you know, I still, like, Hannah looks amazing. I have so much respect for her. She's so strong. It's been great watching her journey. Um, and, you know, he's like, I felt like with Jed she was in good hands. And so it's tough to see what she's gone through. But I know she's going to bounce back. So he is talking about it in this way that's like, I support you on your journey Without me. Without me, mm-hmm. uh, still. But Hannah has other things in mind. Um, and he asks what she's feeling, and she says he's been so supportive, so respectful, even after our journey. Um, this relationship was so real and special, and I still have feelings. Like, she keeps giggling and, like, putting her face in her hands. Like, again, seventh-grade lunch table vibes. Like, she's, like, been sat down by her friends next to her crush. And they're like, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> and she's like, oh, my God, guys, stop. Okay, like, I have feelings for you. Um, And he just keeps smiling. Like, he doesn't really He really respond. has the Jesse Bradford in Bring It On half smile down. Yes. Oh, oh man, this really got me. <laughs> Perfection. I wonder if she, like, re-fell in love with him. Watching, watching and just seeing how everyone else Probably. felt about him. That also she didn't really he... get to appreciate him because she was so obsessed with Jess. 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 Yeah. Who cares what his name Jess? I know. I'm going to start calling him Ted. Um, so, I mean, also because I, Tyler has been really outspoken in defending her on social media. So she's like, this guy still cares about me. Like, he's such a – I rejected him and he's still being such a stand-up guy. Like – what a dreamboat, you know? It's just, I get, she gets to watch him in his tight pants every week. Um, and she's like, well, you're an incredible guy and I'm a single girl. The crowd, like, I'm surprised anyone was conscious after yeah. the scream. <laughs> Tyler is just laughing and getting a little red and it's just <laughs> such a cute, awkward moment. It, I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, so I thought maybe we could go for a drink and just hang out. And Tyler says, I would love to. Just tell me when. Chris is like, did you just ask Tyler out on a date? And Tyler's like, you're going to have to send us a date card. Uh-huh. 
and Anna and, promises no horses, which thank goodness. Yeah. And she's like, I think we just need to be normal people and take it one date at a time. Clearly, Chris was pushing a little bit. He was like, so am I to understand that you guys are officially giving yeah. it a go and you are now together after this one exchange on the stage? And to Hannah's credit, she very much walks it back and is like, yeah, we're just trying to be normal people. We're going to hang out. We need to see if yeah. what we want. Like, chill, dad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Calm the fuck down. Yeah. <laughs> what did you guys think about Hannah asking him out and Tyler's response? I sort of felt like... I, I like that she went for it. I've always wanted a, a Lady Mesnick to happen. But I also feel like if I'm Tyler, I'm saying yes to be nice because she's been through a lot. I don't want her to get rejected on TV right now. But, like, I'm probably not going to go back to this thing with this woman who dumped me for my friend. I'm probably not going to want to really revisit that. I think that he couldn't say no. no I mean, he couldn't. that would have been awful. And then also... You know, he has some really good girlfriends, and I could see them being really great friends if they're not going to establish a romantic connection. Yeah, I, I would think, love that ending for them. I yeah, sort of like, why not? Yeah. Why yeah. not go hang out, revisit it, see how it goes, maybe, you know, release that sexual tension yeah. that never got released. And then they can both go on and live beautiful lives. Potentially not together. Yeah. I mean, it would be hard, right? Because she's going to be in L.A. He's in New York. New York. Yeah. But we'll see. And yeah. I, I loved the open-endedness of the, this ending. I loved that she asked him out. Yes. Um, I appreciated that she just went for it. And the whole thing was just very sweet. And I think the, the winner of the season was Hannah. And yeah. I like that she walked away from this with a date with a hot guy and... A renewed sense of self-worth. Yeah. And her skin looked amazing. She, looked she has incredible skin, incredible smile. I mean, the girl is stunning. As someone yeah. who has horrible skin, Same. I can just really Same. appreciate that she, like, went on an Accutane journey during the show <laughs> and that her skin looks so amazing now. Like, No, she's literally like, I got rid of Luke P and Jed. My skin has been cleared. Like, yes. my hair looks fantastic. <laughs> I've leveled up. Um, I, I mean, it was such an interesting thing because, like, We've had this happen two times on The Bachelor where he's dumped the lead and then gone back to number two. Hannah's situation is different because she – her relationship with Jed didn't work out for other reasons. And it might not have worked out anyway. But, again, he took that choice away from her. He took away the opportunity for her to even be like, I made a mistake with Jed. Things haven't been good since then. And I want to try things with Tyler again. Instead, it's Jed cheated or, like – I had to end the relationship with Jed, and now I'm, like, going back for second choice. Right. And she also, like – so normally when this happens, the guy is like, I really fucked up. I chose the wrong person. I'm so sorry. Like, please give me another chance. Like, a big gesture. Right. And if I'm Tyler, I'm thinking, I got dumped on TV. This isn't <laughs> enough of a gesture for me to really go back. I don't know. I don't know. It felt It felt more realistic, though. I also think doing – the big gesture puts a ton more pressure on it. But I think it's actually less realistic because when you look at the, like, that's such a big humiliation to get dumped for the other person. I think it's more realistic to think a relationship will happen again if you grovel a little bit. And that's actually in those both those cases, they ended up together because the guy was like, I really I have really to make up. up for how I made her feel. No, I agree with that. I, I guess, I mean, more, if, more in the situation, the, more in the sense that... If she had made this big gesture, it would have set up a, 
a situation where Tyler was like, either I choose to be with you or I choose not to be with you. And mm-hmm. this was well, much what, lower stakes. But you like, let's icky. grab a drink. Yeah. But what you saw with Jason Mesnick is that he made a big gesture and then Molly was like, Maybe. I'm open to talking about it, but we're not ready to like dive right in. And I think that's maybe the more the the ideal sort of balance for actually restarting a relationship is that Tyler then gets to be the one being casual about it. Yeah, it's it's an odd dynamic because Hannah is also still the wounded one. So they're both wounded. They're both wounded. Which is not normally how it goes. Let me ask y'all this. With Hannah doing that, do you think that takes him out of the running for Bachelor? I did wonder that. And and we saw that uh, Tyler's BFF, Matt James 919 on Instagram was uh, <laughs> posting some salty stories. He was not impressed Ooh. with Hannah going back to to Tyler. And I I did wonder if this might potentially put, throw a wrench in his bachelor chances. Yeah. I think two things. I think it could. And if I were Tyler at that moment, I would be thinking – She's fucking up my bachelor yeah, chances. Like she dumped me on TV, and now she doesn't even want me to be bachelor. Um, and it's something we see more often with the bachelorettes, honestly. And I feel like we would call them out more if it was the bachelor that they get possessive over their guys and they try to like knock them out of the running. Um, and I would probably, if I were Tyler or his friends, be thinking that. But I do also think that it could still happen. I think there's a lot of goodwill for him regardless uh, of whether yeah. he ends up with Hannah. And then yeah. I think it would provide sort of a storyline for him to be like, you know. It would be cute to have her on and her help right. in some way. And Yeah. And then they could be like, you know, we tried dating, but like. We it just, just had, wasn't there. It just wasn't there anymore. We had to move ahead. And like now we're now we're friends. And like Hannah's been there before. She's going to like. Coach me through this. Like, I feel like it could still happen, but I don't know if it helped his chances. Yeah. I don't think it helped, but yeah, I don't think that it knocked him out of the running. But also, I, I don't also want just, Tyler to I be I want bachelor. it to be Mike. I still want it to yeah. be Mike. Oh, me too. 100%. I want all the best for Tyler. I would love him to continue being on my television screen, in my presence. You know, I would love to hang out with him. <laughs> yeah. Mike, Tyler. Yeah. Tyler, well, come hang out with us. Yeah, Hannah, Hannah did endorse Mike and Peter, both of them, for a bachelor on Jimmy Kimmel. I think it's going to be one of them, yeah. most likely. A couple a couple options. A couple pretty good op- Honestly, this season, for all that I felt like it was full of duds at many points, some pretty strong bachelor options yep. in the end. Oh, yeah. And I really hope that it's it's Mike. But I was thinking, actually, about how much I ended up enjoying Colton and Hannah's seasons in part because of how young they were. And I don't feel like it's healthy or good for the seasons to be so young, but it's so much more drama because they have no idea what they're yes. doing. And I like it's not it's not I don't admire it about myself. I'm not proud, but I think I prefer it. And I don't know if Ugh, we would have those giddy moments if they were older, like we were having last night. Because they yeah. actually are like, this is what I want and I'm going to go after it instead of being like, what do I want? Who am I? Yeah. I know nothing about myself. Yeah. <laughs> Like, when the proposal day is really just like, all right, time to give the heave-ho to that one guy I've known I didn't want for ages. And, like, finally, a proposal to the guy who fits my life perfectly. And after the final rose, we're still very happy. You know, like, (laughs) that's not drama. Well, even I would say, y'all were saying earlier about how this was a really satisfying bachelorette 
finale. Do you, I mean, I kind of feel like it's one of the most oh, successful yeah. finales, even in terms of The Bachelor, too. Like, this is exactly oh, how I've always wanted it to end. Me, too. Seeing a woman walk away not engaged and having found herself is just the greatest thing that yeah. I've asked for. It's like they're pandering to us, and I enjoyed it. <laughs> no, it really, it was like a season of Unreal. I was like... This feels scripted. The first season, the best season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think. Yeah, was that the season where uh, the the woman is like, "I don't need a proposal. I don't need a man." And yeah. like gives a little speech, and I was like, "That is what is happening right now." Yeah. Um. So, despite my 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 sympathies for Tyler and my sense that maybe it wasn't the best thing for him, I loved the way that this wrapped up. I was giddy. I was smiling, and. It put me in a really positive place for paradise. Same. Like sometimes at the end Ugh. of the Bachelorette, I'm exhausted and I'm like, I can't believe we're no, going to do this. No, this was again. really like I gained energy and excitement for this season as it went on, and that is very unusual. Yeah. Yeah. Hannah B, you're a rock star. We support you. Can't wait to see what you do in the future. Um, you know, yeah. she's my new role model. Same. I want to be like Hannah B. Print that on a T-shirt. For me. <laughs> Um, also, a little Bachelor news. Apparently, Jade gave birth to their second child. In a closet. In a closet. That's intense. Uh, the, the night before Very, it's the finale. It's incredibly intense. Yeah. Uh, her, I guess her water broke unexpectedly, and they literally didn't have time to get her to so the So they hospital. were like, the closet specifically is where we will go. And there I'm were sure a lot a of reason. white shoes nearby. I don't know if y'all saw that, but that no. was like what I was thinking of the whole time. <laughs> like, no. not the shoes. <laughs> But congratulations to yes. them. Yes. Very, very sweet. And, uh, yeah, can't wait for Paradise. Yeah. I'm excited. Ashley, any final takeaways? Uh, no. I mean, just that this is the ending I've always wanted. I mean, this was the ending I think I wanted from Becca's season. This is, like, what I thought we were going to get from her. Wow, what a disappointment that was. That's Can you believe saying. Hannah gave it to us instead? That, that is what I am saying is that I think, too— unfairly of me to judge Hannah at the beginning and thinking that, you know, we wouldn't get this sort of, like, feminist ending. And we did. And I'm, I don't know. Well, it's crazy. And I (laughs) hope that this shows them, like, proof of concept. People are into this. Yes. Yeah. The ratings were great. They're into young women doing crazy shit. And (laughs) And I especially am. Shitting on men. But I think that there was a caution about Hannah because she seemed to have a self-concept that wasn't totally matched up with how she acted. Like, she would be like, I know myself. I'm confident. Like, I've grown into... And at the beginning of the season, that just wasn't true. And I was like, oh, no. Like, she can't handle this. But she did become that person by the end. They kept on saying she's not great with her words, which... That was the narrative we were being sold, like, in terms of her making the toast and stuff like that. But Girl by the end, she knew what voice. to fucking say. Yeah. Oh <laughs> she just had to God. unlock something. Yeah. And they came pouring out. Um, what a beautiful season. Ashley, thank you so much for joining us of today. Seriously, I'm so glad I was here for this oh, episode. Man. So, <laughs> uh, and please come back soon. Anytime. So normally this is where we'd go over feminism fails, but today we want to do something a little bit different. It just doesn't feel right to talk about feminism fails when this episode left us feeling so positive, so empowered, so just optimistic about feminism. I really feel like this entire season was just one long endorsement of feminism. 
Yeah, even the bad parts. And so it's really great to see this triumphant conclusion for Hannah, who has really suffered and, like, we don't celebrate all the the crap she went through. But it is really wonderful to see how she grew and how she became empowered in herself, how she learned to feel self-sufficient, and how she ended on this note of independence and self-determination. It was just really joyful to see that. So here's to you, Hannah B., a feminism win. And that's it for Here to Make Friends. Thanks to our guest, Ashley Spivey, and our producers, Nick Offenberg and Sarah Patterson. Please subscribe to Here to Make Friends wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a moment of Bachelor in Paradise recaps. And give us a five-star rating and review. It helps other people find our show. You can give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Here to Make Friends Pod. And you can follow us individually on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Claire E. Fallon. And I'm at Emma Lady Rose. We'll be back next week for Bachelor in Paradise. And do you want even more Here to Make Friends? Obviously you do. Check out our video series at youtube.com slash HuffPost. It's a little different from the podcast. Every week we highlight standout moments from each episode and award superlatives. Again, you can find it at youtube.com slash HuffPost or at HuffPost.com. I'm Alex Schwartz. I'm Nomi Fry. I'm Vincent Cunningham, and this is Critics at Large, a New Yorker podcast for the culturally curious. Each week, we're going to talk about a big idea that's showing up across the cultural landscape, and we'll trace it through all the mediums we love. Books, movies, television, music, art. And I always want to talk about celebrity gossip, too. Of course. We hope you'll join us for new episodes each Thursday. Follow Critics at Large today, wherever you get podcasts. You're probably already familiar with Vogue. You know, the publication that has given audiences an exclusive inside look at fashion and cultural moments for more than 100 years. You can expect no less from Vogue's podcast, The Run-Through with Vogue. Meet the influential people behind the scenes of fashion's greatest moments, from designers and creative directors to Vogue editors and the woman behind the infamous Vogue closet. Get inspired while listening to the creative processes of people like author Zadie Smith, fashion designer Tori Birch, and uh, recent star of the Super Bowl, Usher. Go beyond the pages of Vogue with The Run-Through, available wherever you get your podcasts.